Hello, I'm Steve Martin, and here we are again in the pub with the Earshot Creative Review. The Earshot Creative Review. Sponsored by Hobson's. And around the table this time are voice artist, radio and television producer Helen Quigley. Hello. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Happy Thank with, you for inviting me. Happy with your drink? Very happy. Very happy with ginger beer. Uh, it's alcoholic ginger beer. No, no, it's not. No. Yeah, yeah, all right, it is. Yeah. Tell the full story. Okay. <laughs> and uh, also with us is Capital FM's Imaging King, Chris Nichol. Hello. How is it at Capital? Busy as always. Very busy. Uh, we've got Jingle Bell Ball that's been uh, sort of happening the last few weeks, taking up a lot of time. Uh, changing breakfast, obviously eating up a lot of production time. And uh, also we've just rebranded and changed how we do a lot of stuff. So still finding our feet with that. OK, well, we're going to hear a lot about that uh, in the half hour to come. The Earshot Creative Review, sponsored by Hobson's. Well, Chris, before we hear your audio, let's have a quick uh, chat with uh, Helen. Because, Helen, we don't often have people who are both producers and voice artists on the podcast. And, and your work spans both radio and television. It does. It was quite an interesting step to go from one to the other because people tend to stick with the medium that they, that they like best. And I, I started in radio inevitably doing traffic reporting professionally. But as a teenager, I was, my heart was set on television. Uh, and it was going into continuity that was the, the, the step that I made. And interestingly, it had a lot in common with radio, of course. People who work in continuity are audio producers for television and they have as difficult a job promoting items as uh, the people in radio and that's how it happened so what's a typical week for you uh i usually record in the morning so i'll see what's come in the day before and uh, go through the scripts for that i've got a, a piece to do tomorrow for uh, a computer company um and then the rest of the day is things like keeping profiles up to date invoices the website you know making sure that hasn't fallen over or been hacked which has happened recently and that was a headache uh, and also seeing what other work there is around. I've done some work locally for BBC Essex and also BBC Cross Trails and uh, teaching myself new skills. My, ne- my next project is designing my own template for my website, for example. That's my next big thing. So it sounds as if you've got a, a range of um, skills and you, you like the variety of having mm. both artistic and technical pursuits. Yeah, a bit of a Jill of all trades I am at the moment. <laughs> but I enjoy that. I've been teaching myself Pro Tools. I've learned to use Audition. Uh, lots of things like that, really. Of course, I've got to write my own copy for the website and applications to, to people like Chris, for example, who might want to use a voiceover, that sort of thing. Uh, so that takes up quite a lot of time. Recording is actually a very small part of what I do. And Chris, that's not unusual for people in radio production, is it? Yeah, and I think it's it's ever more going that way because uh, facets of many jobs now are moving more and more digitally and systemising the way that you work. Also with, uh, you know, you, you, it seems like there's a lot of things on your plate. By systemising them, obviously using some sort of system, uh, sorry, some sort of piece of software to keep track of what you have to do, when and where, all of these kind of things, you know, it's... You know, integral to any job, really, not just in media, but especially so. Have you found a good one? I mean, I, I use Evernote sometimes for planning my production because it, it syncs across devices. Yeah, well, we actually use uh, Wonderlist, uh, and they're soon to release a new product called Wonderkit. Um, W-U-N-D-E-R-L-I-S-T dot com uh, and it's on the cloud. It's a taskless manager. Um, I have six people on my team, so we have... I have six essentially uh, drop boxes that I can see so I can drop work in there and that works really well 
used in conjunction with Evernote to keep track of uh, group resources, emails, organising sponsorships across the network, all of these kind of things have worked very, very well, both of those pieces. And have you found a good tool to help? Post-it notes, generally, for me. <laughs> if you're working alone, I guess you don't need to sync stuff into the cloud so often. No, exactly. I do use things like Dropbox for clients and things like that. But uh, also, again, talking about things I need to do is I do keep on top of Facebook and Twitter because uh, I don't have a team. It's me. I'm home alone in my studio like a lot of other voiceovers who work from home. And Twitter is our water cooler. We'll share notes and uh, compare sort of stories with clients and things like that. So it is quite important to have a Twitter presence and a Facebook presence. Uh, if you're working alone, certainly. Well, if you've got some productivity tips you'd like to share with us, do let us know. Steve at earshotcreative.com uh, is my email address. And maybe we'll pick up this topic next time. The Earshot Creative Review, sponsored by Hobsons. Say hello, Hobsons, at hellohobsons.com. So, Chris, let's hear uh, the audio you brought along today. Sure. Well, the first piece I brought uh, is uh, just a montage of some of the new branding that we are uh, now running on air. Let's go! The UK's number one. Hit music. This is this is Rihanna. What's up? It's your boy David Geller. And I'm Flo Rider. Check it out right here. Pause that. Capital. 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 Do I love a bit of radio? Let's bring the house down. Capital. Capital. Hit music. Capital. I'm sexy and I know it. Check it out. Let's go. The UK's number one. Hit music. 95 to 106. Capital. So, Chris, this is the first significant change and refresh since you networked the brand. What have you changed in there? Well, I think we've lost quite a lot, really. Uh, obviously, the production was a lot more long form before. I think our shorter sweeper was about five seconds. Some of our longer ones were ten. So I think the longest one you'll hear in there, uh, taking the kind of beginning and end pieces out, was about three seconds. So we've really tried to tighten up the music flow, uh, keep the pace moving forward. The music, obviously, in that montage, as you can hear at the moment, very dance-based, very quick. So it's important to keep the momentum. So we've tried to retain that with this new package, um, all the while losing the slower elements and too many messages in a single piece of imaging. Um, the other thing we've done is we've actually changed the logo sing somewhat. Uh, keen listeners will probably pick out that we've actually picked three notes from our uh, Heritage logo and used those to base it off. Uh, but it's very subtle, and we've tried to kind of move on the style a little bit more. Well, hang on, you say it's very subtle, but Helen's noticed. You're nodding, Helen. <laughs> I did notice. Which notes were yeah. they? Oh, is it the beat <laughs> Don't let me sing it. Don't let me sing it. But I, I actually heard it in the news jingle. Is that right? Yes. 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 I, I think it was this morning or yesterday. I heard it and thought, oh, that's kind of an old thing mixed with a new thing. And, and it was. I thought it worked really well. I notice you've tightened up the strap line as well. You dropped the word station. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still something that we say occasionally, but I think, you know, everyone knows what we are and what we say. You know, it's like you see a tin of beans, you know what it is, and we are kind of like that. So I don't feel we need to repeat everything in the same way every time. I mean, you will hear it occasionally, but you're right. We have, have tried to, to nip and tuck where we can. Obviously, you don't hear FM at all anymore for that same reason. It's an FM station. It's also on DAB. So why should we worry about saying FM so much? It's still going to be capitalfm.com as the website. It's still going to be in the images that we use when we're selling the brand on television, etc. 
but you know we don't need to say it every five minutes in the imaging so yeah definitely word economy has been a big part of this project and when you go through that process at an organization like global how much of that is you sitting in the studio making those decisions on the fly and, mm-hmm. and how many of those decisions are made in a in a large meeting with uh, half a dozen marketing people well, I think it's, uh, it's a combination of all of those things. Uh, there's certainly a lot about the process which was new and different for me. Um, it's fair to say that I started the process in April, actually before that, um, February um, this year, uh, when I was applying for my current position. Um, what I proposed was then kind of obviously I was the successful candidate for the head of production role. Uh, so from that point forward just developing so it took six months to get to air really we approved individually over a thousand pieces of imaging across nine sites or eight sites and then the UK feed so certainly a lot of those meetings marketing definitely we've been made aware Um, there are a lot of presentations keynote fancy ones with graphics to make people think it all looks you know it's got to if it's going to sound sexy you need to present it in a sexy way so that everyone buys in from all facets of the business so it was a very big big project and is Richard Park all over this work yes definitely he was involved in the process for sure uh, definitely making some calls on the voiceovers and uh, you know we, we added a new voice in there uh, a lady called Helen Austin so he's very involved in that process picking someone so you know it uh, without key players like that I don't believe we would have the uh, product that we have today mm. I thought the male voiceover was excellent you know, well, that's Howard Ritchie, isn't it? Mm-hmm. What was that Howard Ritchie? No, excellent. Well, we, we work quite closely with Howard. Uh, I think he's been unfairly tarnished as a very laboured reader in times gone by. And I think that that's been more the nature of the station. Oh, hang on, by whom? Who said that? I think that that's kind of been a, a producer kind of thought. Certainly uh, members of uh, the Capital Production team in times gone by. Um, but really, he's actually, he's actually a very, very talented man, and all he needed was a new direction and a new kind of, we're pushing this forward, it's going to be quicker, sharper, and he instantly just changed his read to fit. And, it, you know, obviously we changed our processing a little bit on him, but by and large, it's just his attitude changed because he knew we were trying to move the, uh, the sound forward. OK, what else have you got? Well, I've got... To, I don't think I've got his uh, Jingle Bell Ball promo, which we ran recently... Um, which is just kind of a, an example of how we're now looking to uh, continue the, the imaging style into our promos. Lots of, lots of edits, fast-paced, uh, obviously a, a nice mix of Howard and Helen in there, as well as lots of drops and things to keep it really, you know, upbeat and fresh. We are ready to rock your pencil. Capitals. Jingle Bell Ball. You ready? Capitals. Biggest artists of the last year. We are going to be our Capitals. Jingle Bell Ball. On one stage. Can you guess who we are? Oh my god, Revealed Saturday morning at 10 with Dave Berry. Capitals Jingle Bell Ball. With Windows 7. A new PC. The perfect present this Christmas. Thank you! Capital. We just wanted to put a slight creative twist. Obviously, uh, keep it short and sweet. All of the messaging to the point. Um, and just, you know, I think we've often run the risk of boring our listeners and it was a real concerted effort from all facets of the business actually with this Jingle Bell Ball um, to just pull it back and not, you know, for lack of a better word, anger our listeners and push them away for a period because, you know, I think when we go as heavy as we have in the past, we've kind of not sounded as as we normally do when we're not running a ball. And is that your own judgment or have you had research to say that you've been 
boring your listeners? I think anyone that has access to uh, the ratings would notice that uh, it's certainly been a a rise and fall around the balls and after the balls. So uh, just trying to to read into that, uh, obviously there's a little bit of gut feeling in there as well, but I think it's a smarter move to, to treat it in the way that we have this time. But time will tell. And Howard Ritchie in that production as well. We've had a comment in from Nick Kelly, great young producer in Australia. Nick says, uh, how, Chris, do you make Howard Ritchie sound so ridiculously sexy? You said you've changed the processing. What are you doing to his voice? Well, in actual fact, he's quite a large-sounding voice. He's a big man, uh, you know, good pair of lungs on him. So in actual fact, we've done the complete opposite that a lot of people would do, which is try and fatten him up and make him keep that base. We've done, we've just taken it all out, uh, concentrating more on making the, uh, the top end of him sizzle a bit more because um, that's the bit where all the messaging's coming in with you. You know, when you listen to a voice, three to five uh, kilohertz, that's where the main messaging is. So we're boosting that area and taking a lot of the rest out. Uh, a lot of compression, but tastefully so. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, taking the bottom end of the voice out means that it doesn't get muddied in with the bass line of the track so much. Correct. And I think before we were going for a big sound on him, and that was certainly a key, uh, key change with this new package to make him clearer because the production is much busier than before as well. So it was definitely a key, key thing for us. As a voice artist, Helen, to what extent are you aware of the kind of processing that producers put on your voice after you've done the voice session itself? Well, it's a bit of an interesting thing for me because I'm still learning about that and working out more through trial and error. But I tend to find sort of uh, a bit of compression obviously always works a little bit. Uh, And I usually find a little bit of a tiny, tiny, something that gives a little bit of bass in my voice. I've got quite a light, clear voice, and I find the microphone I use helps with that. When Howard's in the studio, can he hear the processing you're putting on his voice, or is that all retrofitted? We actually record with a degree of processing so that he can hear it. Uh, It definitely helps the performance, but he doesn't hear the final, final sound uh, until the piece either hits the air or he asks to hear it. But you can push against the compression, for example. Correct, yes, yes. And uh, we, I mean... I would say that we don't often change the chain that we use on his voice. However, at times, depending on the reads, we may need to automate some changes to to fit the nature of the piece. Uh, that's rarely uh, going to happen, but you know we're not against doing that because I think you can never really have a hard and fast rule. And you know, as Helen's mentioned, uh, you, you need to experiment a little bit, and we don't want to take that away. And you mentioned, Chris, that you're working in a a team of people across the Capital brand. How do you ensure that everyone in your team delivers a very consistent sound on on Howard's voice, for example? Well, we have a template for for how we work, and um, although it's uh, tweakable... uh, sometimes on pain of death really uh, unfortunately but that's the only way that we can deliver the consistency is to all agree this is how it's going to sound moving forward uh, and then all of us work to that and that's just across the board for anything we do with any voice and I guess that's the job you've earned Absolutely, yes, yes. I learnt that the hard way with Arden. He uh, cracked the work with me a few times. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, one more piece of audio from you, Chris. Uh, this last piece is something we just ran uh, recently uh, for Rihanna. It's just a giveaway weekend. I wouldn't say it's the world's most creative piece, but it just shows that on Capital we are trying to um, make things a little bit more of an interesting listen for the listener in the promo world. It's Riri in the building! <laughs> You've just heard Rihanna's entire new album in five seconds. This weekend on Capital. When you hear the album sped up, win it.
in full. Plus, pick up her entire back catalogue. And you could win the chance to meet her. Oh my gosh, good to see you. Keep it capital this weekend and win. Capital. <laughs> It's funny, actually, because that, that version of the promo is quite different to what uh, we originally created. And uh, program director James Brownlow sort of helped us to steer it in a, in a better direction because originally the speed-up sound was actually, you know, the whole album, and we'd time-stretched it down to five seconds, and it just sounded like noise. It was actually almost offensive to the ears. So, you know, definitely a little bit of creative license on the five seconds there. You know, he, he, we worked with him quite closely to make sure that he wasn't getting annoyed with it, which was our yardstick, really. I wouldn't say it's groundbreaking, but you're right, it does draw attention to the radio, and I think that's important because uh, there's a lot of noise around at the moment, so catching people's ears like that's important. You've got a young audience. When someone in your target audience wins a, an album, mm-hmm. what, what do they expect? Do they expect a CD through the post? Do they expect a voucher to download it on iTunes? What, uh, what does it mean to win an album? It's going to be an iTunes voucher these days, uh, and you know, obviously we'll take creative liberty to sell that as a Rihanna exclusive iTunes download, when in actual fact it's just an iTunes download but that's how we do it no more CDs I think we still get them to give away but I don't think we ever give them away (laughs) it's the Earshot Creative Review hello I'm Steve Martin and with me this time are Chris Nichol from Capital FM and voice artist and radio and TV producer Helen Quigley and we're going to hear Helen's audio in just a moment still to come also we're going to catch up with Harvey McCabe who you may remember. He won a voice session with Hobson's in our mystery voiceovers competition a few months back. And also hear your messages this month in The Earshot. The Earshot Creative Review with Steve Martin. Helen Quigley, hello. Hello. So you're a voice artist, radio and TV producer. I think the best way to understand your work is to hear some of it. Yes, uh, I think we'll start with some of the earlier stuff, which is the, uh, I think possibly the continuity, which uh, is basically where I started producing audio professionally. And at the time, this is, I was working at Paramount Comedy, Comedy Central now, of course, I still call it Paramount Comedy because that's how I remember it. Uh, and continuity at that channel went through phases. It started off with Phil Jupiter's doing some InVision work, doing continuity links. Uh, budgets got a little bit smaller, so it went to a more sort of straightforward continuity announcer writer called Paul Daniels uh, and he, he was with the channel for a very long time uh, longer than I was and then it sort of swung in a, a way back towards uh, comedian writer announcers again so we uh, auditioned a few talked to a few obviously being a comedy channel we had contacts in the industry and uh, over a period of about two years we worked our way through several comedians who wrote the scripts for us I edited them banged my head on the table a few times at some of the less tasteful comments or things that maybe Ofcom wouldn't approve of. Uh, talked these through with the lawyer at times, fought a few battles. Um, but ultimately we ended up with sort of some short 10 to 15 second end credit links for the end of programmes. Now, continuity I find works really well if you don't notice it. See, we only generally got complaints or a problem or if someone complains about an accent or a voice. Uh, and if if they're hearing it like that, they're not hearing the message. This sort of went completely the other way by having comedians deliberately drawing attention to themselves and saying things that continuity announcers don't usually say. And even to this day, there's still a sort of standard announcer, a standard style, which is very good, it's very informative, it sounds nice, it does exactly what it's supposed to do. But for a couple of years, we, we did something different. And uh, this 
particular sequence is uh, Rod Gilbert and first and then Greg Davis and both of them at the time weren't particularly well known uh, both are now very well known uh, but uh, we had them first For all you who appreciate a straightforward informative link incorporating a little bit of plotline John tries to plan a romantic first date with Chris in Becca next For those of you who would prefer to hear a car starting <laughs> Sorry, must be the battery if you're a fan of Video Plus, 435-675 is on next. After that, it's 457-654. Enjoy. It's Thursday night here on Paramount and the weekend starts here. So pull up a chair, put your feet up, make yourself comfy, strap yourself in, not too tightly, you'll stop the blood. Put your arm in a sling, balance an olive on your hoot. Hang on, hang on, stop, stop, I've lost the plot. Joe Brand's Barely Live, recorded at London's Adelphi Theatre, is on later. I saw the show. She gave us all tips on what to think about when having sex with her husband. I remember thinking, how is that information possibly going to be useful to me? Of course, when it happened, I wish they'd paid more attention. <laughs> more scrubs up next, and JD's brother Dan sits in a bathtub all day because he's drunk. Not sure what happens after that, but I imagine he gets pushed around the Yorkshire Dales by a scruffy bloke, a posh man, and the one that does the voice of Gromit. Mm. Brand new series of The World Stands Up starts at 11. I'm on one of the shows of this series, so I could be dashing to and fro from the booth at some point. So all you cynics who thought these links were pre-recorded, South Park is up next! Just nervously waiting for my voiceover man test results here, folks. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Next on Paramount Comedy One, it's Frasier. Who the hell are you? <laughs> um, me on the end there, of course. Uh, Greg in particular liked to rope us all in to do bit parts, so Toby the sound man was in, Jane the assistant producer and me, and we ended up with a whole cast of characters. And Towards the end it was getting a little bit cliquey and it was fun for probably just does but but for the time that we did it it was great fun and uh, and it was nice to do something creative with continuity because it's normally pretty factual pretty straightforward and uh, this sort of comes back to sort of the lack of creative writing in the radio industry for promos and things and um, continuity is a, is a good area to sort of to mine for that talent actually actually that that style and that approach um, has found uh, an outing in radio recently through the Jack brand and to a lesser extent Absolute Radio and Chris you've worked on Jack working on some of the Paul Darrow drops do you recognise the parallel there? Definitely and I think it's it's certainly a, a medium that's not been uh, exercised as often having that comedy in those in those bits between the songs or even just something that's a little left of centre that catches someone by surprise um, I think I think you're right in terms of uh, you know mining for talent in those places I think it, it's a it's hard though I guess because as much as I'd love to do something like that on Capital of course the, will my listeners enjoy that kind of thing arguably yes all the time probably not um, and those are the those are the only things I think that are currently stopping uh, it from shifting from uh, you know some of the continuity things like that uh, from the Jack FMs and the absolutes into something that's you know I don't like to use the phrase but more mainstream if you will. Um, having said that, I mean that kind of stuff's brilliant. And uh, you know from my background in New Zealand, we did stuff like that all the time, and that was so much fun. So I, I know exactly where you're coming from. It does show it is possible to do something creative with a continuity link. And it was a lot of the stuff was quite self-referential and created a whole world within the voiceover booth. And uh, as you can in radio, you can you can have fun with the sound effects and create things that are unexpected. And we managed to do that quite a lot. I'm interested also in um, comedy, which has to sound, doesn't it, so spontaneous? And, and yet it's kind of the content that you want to labour over to get it spot on. How do you avoid squeezing the magic out of it? 
we did have a bit of a saying in the sessions with uh, with Greg because of course we were doing maybe 70 or 80 links a week and it got to the point in some of the sessions where Greg would come up with it can't all be gold can they <laughs> and uh, yeah sometimes we would revert to classics if we couldn't quite get anything to work and maybe recycle something because that is the other problem with continuity it might have been pre-recorded we can only use it once mm. a beautifully written radio promo or TV promo is, is going to run for a month or days or weeks and you'll hear it to saturation point which is what it's supposed to do but with continuity something all of those links went out once so in a, this is my way of just getting heard again really <laughs> <laughs> okay what's next oh let's uh, let's have a listen to my very first radio trail bbc essex Where's your favourite place to do it? I like to do it on the sofa. In the bath? I grab a few minutes in my lunch break. On the train to work? In bed, by myself. In a nice quiet corner in the library. There's more than one way to enjoy a book. Join the Dave Monk Show from 10 on the 3rd of March when we'll be live at the launch of the Essex Book Festival at Chelmsford Library. We'll be talking to novelist Joanna Trollope, new and local Essex authors and finding out how you can get involved. BBC Essex. Dave Monk, is he still on the air? Uh, he is, yes. Yes, he very much is. Uh, and he's on Twitter, so you get start following him. Hello, Dave. <laughs> um, that was, uh, of course, not the most original idea. There are no original ideas anymore. But, you know, I was new to this. I thought this was exciting. Hey, well, it follows the formula, doesn't it? It attracts your attention in the beginning and you think, hello, this is getting a bit saucy. Yeah, it's a little bit saucy. Yeah, it's all been done before, but it was it was how you do it. And uh, I, I took one of the microphones with the USB stick and the, and the hard drive and took it to my local amateur dramatics group and invited them into the car because cars are great places to record in an emergency. They're soundproof pretty much and do a good job. Uh, and they all popped in and out of the car every few minutes. Must have looked very dodgy in a dark lane somewhere in Great Baddow in Chelmsford. As Actually, well. that's more saucy than the trail itself. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yes. Must have looked very strange. Uh, and those were a handful of people from the uh, from the Amdram group, and uh, I gave them... They all read the same script, and then I just picked the ones as they sounded most convincing as they read them, and uh, that's what came out of it. And I was quite pleased with it for a first try. But that's great, isn't it? If you're working on a local radio station, you don't have the budget to hire professional voiceovers for everything, and you don't want to go round the same five staff in the station who've appeared on every promo before, that's a great way not only to get new voices in, but also to involve the local community. Exactly, and they all had local accents, which helped, you know. It was Essex, they sounded like they were from Essex, and uh, that was the point. And that's a million miles away from anything that you'd ever do on Capital, Chris. <laughs> it is, but as you said before, it does follow the formula, and uh, you know, definitely, definitely some some parallels. All of the, you know, a lot of voices, uh, which has been used to, to keep it local. Whereas we use lots of voices to sound big, uh, and arguably not local, um, but. You know, similar techniques to achieve maybe slightly different end goals, but it's all how you use them. And I really like—I really like the way that it sets up, and that you don't really. Well, I think your brain follows the pattern of where the end line's going to go. I like that it still does suck you, and you still do almost want to hear what everyone says before you hear what it's actually about. And I think that that works really beautifully. So for a first first try, I'm oh, hands up. That's awesome. And what did you learn from that? Oh, what did I learn from that? That um, uh, I think it was mainly from a sort of technical point of view because I'd never really done anything mixed like that before. And of course, they had a template for me to work from, which was a big help. Um, but yeah, that actually sort of there are no new ideas, but you can put new spins on them. From my experience, it's always been easier to teach great creatives the technical skills than it is to find someone who's a whiz on the kit and teach them how to write. 
I'd say that's true, yes. If, as long as you've got someone who, who can write a good script, they, the technical stuff comes later. It's, it's pretty straightforward, really. Yeah, I guess it's, it's learning through repetition, whereas I think writing, it's hard to learn through repetition because you, you can either write something decent first time and then continue to do it in different ways, or you can't. It's harder to learn. Um, my sister's actually an English teacher, and she would lament the, the issues she has teaching uh, you know, kids how to write, uh, or even just to, to uh, actually do their homework, probably. Yeah. But you know, it, it's certainly that's more of an innate skill, whereas uh, you know, technical skills, as you mentioned, you can definitely learn. And I think that's where doing continuity helped because, again, you've got to get a message into no more than 15 seconds. And the luxury of having 35 seconds to play with meant you could do so much more with it. And uh, that was actually quite enjoyable. Hello. 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 Say hello to hundreds of voice artists who love being part of great radio production at hellohobsons.com. Right, what do I do next? Um, if in doubt, time check and night end. <laughs> uh, still to come, uh, we'll play the work that inspires you, Chris and Helen, to be creative. But first, here's a pre-recorded insert. Well, if you've been listening to episodes of the Earshot Creative Review over the last uh, few months, well, actually, almost the last year, we were stringing out a competition called the Hobson's Mystery Voice Competition. The prize, uh, an hour in the Hobson studio, the winner was young Harvey McCabe. And now, for the first time, we can meet him. Hello, Harvey. Very nice to meet you. What was it like to find out that you were the winner? Oh, it was just fantastic. It's sort of the cliche where you just never expect that you'd actually win it. Last time we met, we found out you're at university and working on the university radio station. Tell me a little bit about the station and what you're doing there. Okay, so um, I'm based at King's College London. Um, Our station's very aptly named um, KCL Radio. It's quite a new station. Um, Just set up as a bit of um, an experiment, really, um, with some podcasts. Um, Just basically with a MacBook and a bit of software. And since then, um, it's actually grown. Um, We've managed to get funding from um, the actual university, which has helped us to build our first ever studio, which has just been brilliant because it's just given us all an opportunity to actually get hands-on with the equipment and start to understand radio and make some slightly dodgy radio that slowly gets better. So it sounds like you're on the up and up, on a steep learning curve at the moment, so just what you need is a bit of uh, professional expertise, a bit of advice, and we've got Jonathan from Hobson's here, uh, who um, is a dab hand at running a studio. Jonathan, meet Harvey. Harvey, meet Jonathan. Greetings, Harvey. Hi, Jonathan. Congratulations. Thank you. And Jonathan's going to be running your uh, studio voice session for you. Um, have you had a chance to think about the artist you'd like and what you want to get out of that session? I have, actually. Um, I've had a bit of a browse on the Hobson's website, and I was impressed, really. There's a lot of voiceovers, quite a few well-known ones as well. Um, so, yeah, I've just been looking through there. Uh, I've built a bit of a short list, and there's a few that I'm particularly interested in using. And I've noticed that I do have a bit of an affectation more towards the male voices. Tell me what you want to record in your session, though. What do you want to walk away with uh, when you leave the Hobson studio? It's not every day that you get an opportunity to have a professional voiceover done for you at no expense whatsoever. So well, not at your expense. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe not mine. <laughs> OK. 
I'd just like to use it for the station, really. Just really give it an opportunity, because obviously it's quite a new station. Um, we're slowly building things up. It would just be a great way to get the station sounding a bit more slick, a bit more professional. Um, and also, my show in particular, just an opportunity to just make it sound a bit more impressive, really. Brilliant. Well, many congratulations. Uh, well, we could as well hand Harvey a bottle of champagne and say, well done. Hey, fantastic. Very nice bottle of champagne. It's a bottle of Bollinger, no less, mm-hmm. so congratulations. Very fancy. Fantastic. Well, Thank very you. well deserved. Yeah, and we'll look forward to seeing you Harvey soon. Great. Well, uh, there he was, Harvey McCabe. He's now done that uh, voice session with Hobson's. And uh, the Hobson's voice artist that Harvey chose was Adam Reese D. Would you like to hear what he sounds like? Yes, please. This is a download from KCL Radio. Harvey McCabe. Lizzie Wolfenden. The working title. KCL Radio. And Lizzie and Harvey will hear his voice in their programme forevermore, I guess. Arguably better sounding than uh, some of the... What, what they could do by themselves. Student radio stations are a good place to start for doing voiceovers, and, and Harvey's obviously doing the right thing and uh, learning how best to produce them. But, um, yes, there is, there is no comparison with a professional who's been doing it for years, obviously. <laughs> and you've been working, haven't you, Helen, on a BBC station, BBC yes. Essex. So on a station like that, is there a budget for professional voiceovers? Um, there isn't. Uh, there is, I, I'm sure you're aware of the BBC Voice Bank, and there were several voices on the Voice Bank that we could choose from. People like me who've done some work for the BBC and are also voiceovers, uh, news journalists, people who are often behind the mic at the BBC but want to sort of broaden their repertoire a bit, and they submit demos to the Voice Bank, and it means other producers within the, the local regions and uh, nationally as well control the male and female Voice Bank and, and find someone for their trail, and the services are are free it's voluntary but that's a million miles away from anything that happens in commercial radio isn't it you the first thing you do is you phone for your station voice well yeah i guess uh, i guess the the only similarity would be when we're trying to find a voice we'll build a bank uh and then you know i'll go through it probably someone on my team would go through it to see that i've made a right choice or if they've got any other points they'd like to make and then uh PC would go through it and then ultimately would have a meeting with uh, Richard Park and Ashley Tabor. Are we all comfortable with this voice or not? Pros and cons. So you're right though, there'll be phone calls first. We like your tone, we like your tone, submit something, then we'll push that together. Uh, so yeah, in, in a more roundabout fashion, but certainly not the same. And once you've, co- once you've chosen your voice, are you contracting them on an exclusive basis? Yes, yes we do. Uh, I think it's important with a brand like Capital that we're the ones that get that voice. Uh, you know, I guess we like to put our foot down and, and uh, claim our ground. This is a really interesting point from producers, particularly at the moment where money is tight, you've yes. got to get a good deal for your radio station. If you've chosen the voice you want and you know you want exclusivity on them, how do you avoid them from just charging a sky-high rate? I think shrewd negotiation skills, definitely, certainly from, from my point of view. However, it's, it's also agreeing a crossover point. Uh, whilst we'll be exclusive in radio where we broadcast uh, that doesn't necessarily extend to television so that starts to keep the costs down because arguably more money in television than radio anyway Um, I would lean more on the side of finding a voice no one else has discovered yet because certainly in these tight times uh, certainly when I was in New Zealand uh, we found a couple of voices that were 
didn't think they could ever be station voices and we made them into them and it was cheaper for us yeah so in these type times and they come without baggage absolutely and and listen um you know we were talking about the student radio voicing before it's a great place to look there'd definitely be some people in there that have the talent maybe it's not as honed and refined as as someone who is doing it professionally but if you have uh, the willingness and the patience and perhaps also the skills to coach someone through the process, then I think you actually could end up with a better result, better tailored to what you're working on. That's it. I mean, Chris actually put it more succinctly than, than I did about the student radio stations, that you can find some great voices, but they might not necessarily sound great yet. Uh, and I found that myself. I've, I know a couple of people who I've heard and gone, ooh, yeah, you you could do this. Um, maybe I could take and maybe I should move into coaching or something like that and work with the people and that I think could sound great in future. Um, and yes, that's it. The number of people I've heard that sound fantastic, but don't not quite there yet. And you think, yeah, these people could do it. Well done, Harvey McCabe. Congratulations again. I hope that audio is uh, good for you. And uh, if you fancy getting Adam Rees D on any of your production, he's with Hobson's. So it's the ear shout then, uh, your messages, uh, tweets and emails. Hello to you if you've contacted us uh, to comment in particular on the new look Earshot Creative website. Have you seen that? I have, yes, it looks really cool. I'm jealous, can I get that built for mine? <laughs> <laughs> you need to speak to um, Andy Buckingham who made it work. Um, hello Andy, uh, special thanks to you. And also to Jonathan Jacob who's writing some uh, really interesting uh, articles on the website at the moment and helping to showcase some really good uh, radio promotions activity from right around the world. And I was really proud that both Andy and Jonathan uh, were honoured in the Radio Academy's 30 Under 30 competition. So let's add our congratulations to them now. Well done guys. Hi also to Ian and Emma and Andy and Mark and Lauren. They've all been in touch. Hi to all of you and thanks for uh, your uh, kind words on our new website. And uh, hello also to a couple of my friends from African Radio. I've been travelling recently. I met DJ Black. He does the imaging at Joy FM and Hits FM in Accra. And Manny at Cool FM in Lagos. And Guy McDonald in Cape Town. He's at Good Hope FM. Hello to all of you. EarshotCreative.com is our website and we're Earshot Creative on Facebook and Twitter. Come on over and get yourself on the Earshout. Now, we all need uh, a little bit of inspiration. We've got 1% inspiration now. What have you brought, Helen? Well, this is more influence than inspiration, but uh, given what I ended up doing, I guess you could call it inspiration. And um, I sort of found when I looked back that I'd been obviously gravitating towards doing something in voice work ever since I was small and my, my grandfather used to record me and this, I was quite happy in front of a microphone and would chat away for hours uh, but I was also a bit of a sci-fi fan and uh, I realised that one of the voices that has influenced me my entire life is uh, Major Barrett Roddenberry as the voice of the uh, Starship Enterprise and she, throughout all the series all the films, including the most recent one she was the voice of the Enterprise computer and uh, that is a little sort of secret desire of mine, I want to be a Starship computer Computer this is Captain James Kirk of the USS Enterprise Voice and code 11A verified and correct Self-destruct sequence has been initiated Warp core overload in 20 minutes Abort. Auto-destruct sequence. Riker William T., do you concur? Yes, absolutely. I do indeed concur wholeheartedly. Auto-destruct. Cancelled. 
one of the things I do like, especially about female computers in video games and and, uh, and in films, especially if they are a computer, is they always manage to have this sort of slight snippiness, a little bit sarcastic, a little bit I know more than you. I'm better than you, I've got a higher IQ, I'm the computer, don't mess with me. That's C-3PO all over as yes, well. Yes, absolutely. It is that sort of sniffiness that, uh, <laughs> that I think works really well, that all-knowing sense that it knows everything that's going on on the ship and, uh, and it can blow it up if it wants to. <laughs> it just sounds like a woman, to be fair. <laughs> um, Chris, what have you got that uh, has inspired you? Well, my, uh, when I was working in New Zealand, as I've alluded to a couple times now, um, the company I worked for was half-owned by Clear Channel. So we had a, a great um, set of resources similar to the BBC Voice Bank, but also um, a production bank um, specifically geared towards imaging or branding, as they were calling it in those days. So there's a lot of sharing going on back and forth between a lot of the stations there, big and small. Um, so I took quite a lot of advantage of that and uh, managed to get hold of some seminar audio from a couple of uh, fairly big American names, uh, one of whom uh, is uh, Eric Chase. Um, and he had done a thing on just making sure radio's creative I think as we alluded to before about the promos not really being uh, that exciting trying to, to push new ground and you know take ra- radio cliches and spin them and put them on their head I believe is his kind of line he likes to use and uh, there are these three videos from his seminar uh, obviously they might not translate so well in the podcast uh, that uh, I find really really interesting and a great use of language um, the visual's not necessarily important but do kind of aid um, and I always like these because they remind me if I've gone too far off the beaten track of making sure that everything is simple but still creative. MTV now plays more videos an hour, more videos in a row than ever before. Doodle doodle dee, wubba wubba wubba. Blah 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 it's really interesting to uh, to sit here in the pub. This, we sound really sad. We sat in the pub, all round a screen, watching MTV ads <laughs> from the nineties. Can we have a shop branded anoraks, please? Ooh. I think that uh, that'd be quite, oh, that'd be quite good, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I want a zip effect on a cart. <laughs> um, and it's so different from the pace and the expectation of MTV to have something so calm and quiet. I wonder, ever on Capital FM, if you think, if only we could just stop this noise for 10 seconds, I could do something peaceful. Well, it's funny you say that because there's certainly been something going through our minds. You know, one of the, one of the key things I learned from a lot of the Clear Channel seminars was you want to catch your listener off guard. You want to do something that's unexpected. Obviously, you need to be careful how unexpected you become because you can actually annoy a listener but you know I think it's you're right when you've got a lot of noise on it's good to stop and be quiet and we did try it with the promo uh, a wee while back it was quite effective so you know I'm not saying we won't try it again but you know it's certainly something to uh, strive for on capital Uh, Mike Wilson's been in touch Um, you mentioned anoraks he says how does an anorak like me uh, get a job in imaging um, Chris, where are you getting your new talent from? 
Could it come from Mike? Well, if he wants to uh, fire me through his details, I'd be very welcome to receive them. Um, I think uh, you've got to believe in your skills, but you also do have to have the skills. So I think it's not as simple as saying, I'm going to work in radio one day, and the next tell people you're God's gift, for lack of a better description. You've really got to have some semblance of ability and then believe in it and convince other people that not only have you got that skill, but you can develop it and make it better and be an amazing producer. And the tools to do imaging work now, at least at a basic level, are free. There's no excuse not to be doing this, is there? Absolutely. And to be honest with you, the amount of uh, you know kids, I suppose, you know, 14, 15, 16, sending me reels saying, I've done this in my bedroom, love to get your thoughts on it. It's incredible. I mean, I had never, ever heard of imaging until I was about 18 or 19 when I was studying. So, um, you know definitely no excuse and uh, hopefully that would mean that I would get lots of great emails uh, for someone to come and work for me. Most actors and most uh, voice artists are out of work at any one time. Is there is there any room for new artists to break into that industry? Helen? Well, it's the same as Chris says. If, 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 you're, if you're good, you know, you'll float to the top. And yes, there is a lot of competition, uh, especially for me. I'm, I'm a nice RP voice. But I get work, and there's plenty of others who sound like me and and do the same. So certain clients will have certain preferences, and and they become repeat clients, so the work keeps coming. And and yes, it is, and everyone's got a voice. It's just learning how to use it, and some people get it, and some don't. Okay, Mike, hope that helps you. Next time on the Earshot Creative Review, we'll have a bunch of people together for our festive year-end edition. Will you come to Centre? Well, maybe the big man of radio will. He's John Myers, of course, from the Radio Academy, and he's been uh, writing on his blog about the promos he hates. So I thought, well, let's get him along to hear the good stuff. Uh, So John's with us next time. I hope you will be too. And that is a genuine invitation. If you're in radio production and you can be in central London on the evening of Tuesday the 13th of December, then please get in touch via the website. You could be on the podcast. The drinks will be on Hobson's. And we'll all be here for another recording of the Earshot Creative Review. Tuesday the 13th of December. Always give the key facts twice. Any other tips, Chris? <laughs> a few sound effects. I think you'll need a few sound effects in there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'll do it. Okay, well, that's it then. So, from Helen, Chris, and myself, bye bye. Bye. bye.